Welcome back everyone to a new episode. This is Oh My Lid and this is your co-host Tanuja. This is Rosa, you sound so professional. I am a little bit flustered. <laughs> really? Thank you so much. We are talking today about my favorite subject in the world, food. Oh my god, yes, you've been wanting to do this episode for a very long time. Because I am obsessed with food and my favorite thing in the world is when a book has like little recipes yeah. at the back. Yeah, and you can like follow a recipe and, and just be be happy and, and try to recreate them. I have, I have to be honest, I've never paid so much attention to food if the story is not about the really? food. So when you asked me to do this episode, I was like, what do you mean? What am I supposed to prepare? <laughs> what what food? What books? Like, of course, fantasy novels and sci-fi, the food's interesting because it's different and it's mm. not from our times. And then I will, like, pay attention to it. But otherwise, I was quite at a loss. But I think, I think I've got I've got some good recommendations. I have always been obsessed with with food in books. I, as you know, uh, as we said yeah. in one of our first episodes, one of my favorite books when I was growing, well, when I was a teenager, was uh, like Water to Chocolate that has like that fantastic recipe of um, rose chicken. It's not chicken. I cannot remember what it is, but it doesn't matter. Uh, mm. But yeah, I think I, I love food and I think it's such a, a beautiful way of communicating and it's so linked to different cultures and to who we are as people. Yes, food is really essential, isn't it? I mean, with celebrations, Christmas coming up, mm. um, food, honestly, wintertime food is so needed and I'm I'm like switched to like warm foods yes. and soups and stuff now. Oh God, soups! Please, everyone, send me all of your soup recipes. I adore oh, soup. Yeah. Leo is also hungry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what can we do? <laughs> I mean, I I have to say I love your cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I've come to your house, you've cooked me the most amazing meals. I I it's it's something that I've always done to be. When I was young back home, uh, I would have always my friends over for lunch uh, on Fridays. So we would have a Spanish omelette that I think I've made it for you also. Yes, the first time I came over. We would have Spanish omelette, sausage and noodles. And we would make it all of us together. And it was it was lovely because it was like a way of entertaining and of staying together and and doing something all together. Yeah, I I love the fact. I mean, I don't cook that much, and I've I've only hosted like two three people. But um, that's not true love... though. How many people did you host for Diwali? Yeah, that was like my biggest. Mm-hmm. I hadn't hosted anyone for a while, and then I decided to celebrate Diwali for the first time in the UK, and I ended up. I think I don't know. It was almost twenty people. <gasps> no. Yeah, because everybody got their plus ones and. Somebody was like, oh, can I get a friend along? And I was just like, Diwali is such, like all Indian festivals and Indian people in general are so hospitable. It's all about food and it's all, mm-hmm. you, you can't say no to anyone. You don't say no to anyone. It's, um, it's really about just having people over. And in India, I'm sure it's obviously in other cultures as well. It's rude not to take second helpings. It's almost really? like, yeah, it's almost like, oh, did you not like the food? And that person may be full and they may have loved the food, but that's their capacity. And it's always like, 
why aren't you having more? Why won't you take seconds? So yeah, Diwali, my mom sent me some food from India and uh, it was all like Indian snacks and like bhel, chakli, shankarpari. And like, I was obviously worried because most of the people coming to my um, Diwali do were like, oh, I don't eat spicy food. <gasps> no! Um, yeah, oh, and sad. I was just like, I can't control myself when it comes to spice like i have no measurement i'll just add spice till the curry looks red you so, measure it with the heart it's not that you don't have measurement it's that exactly eh. um so i cooked and i was so terrified that it was going to be too spicy or it wasn't going to be great but everybody who came tried everything obviously all foods were sort of foreign to them and they kept asking what this is and i was yeah, just too happy course. to explain but um, I made like chi- Hyderabadi chicken curry mm. and I made chole bature, but not with bature, just chole, which is chickpea curry. And, no. they, and it was just creamy. The chicken was creamy and red and the, the chickpea was spicy and red. And then I had like for dessert, I had jalebi. If you haven't had jalebi, you should Google it. It's In my just life. Like, dude, it's fried batter. It like sort of rolled around in like a circular shape so you get like these swirls and then you dunk that in a sugar syrup with like saffron in it so it turns yellow nice it's just dripping with sweetness and you, and it's crunchy when you bite into it it is so good I obviously I, I just wanted the jalebi all to myself but I had to share it because I was the host and then Diwali is obviously like a festival of lights so we got like firecrackers and sparklers and everybody and two of my friends even made the effort to dress up Indian I was just so happy that that really that really made the day for me I was sad you couldn't come I know I'm so sorry I couldn't come but uh, I am enslaved to my baby from uh, six o'clock I understand I understand yeah uh, but um, we have made a pact that yes. I'm going to get you super drunk when you keep oh, thinking again. Oh, God. I'm so excited. <laughs> we have a countdown clock already. Uh, I am extremely psyched. But, the Tano, I am I am very sad because uh, after pregnancy, my uh, my palate changed completely. And my level... I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. My tolerance of spiciness has gone down dramatically Way. yes yes um kins kins is nigerian nigerians cook yeah. with a lot of spice yeah. uh kins is very mad at me now <laughs> because he has to change all his recipes and like lower the spice level for me because i oh. cannot handle it i'm so sad that's so weird though that pregnancy can do that to you i remember when one of my friends is pregnant she hates coffee and she hates the smell of coffee so whenever she'd smell coffee, she'd actually gag. But during pregnancy, all she wanted to drink was coffee. She just she was the Starbucks girl with the with the cup of the and like just walking around everywhere sipping on her cold coffee. Because you have a parasite that is like making change your mind. Like it's like complete. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. It's a parasite. <laughs> I know. I, that parasite is not the word I was taking offense on. It's like the fact that the parasite is controlling what you should like and not like. Poor That's me. what I'm offended by. <laughs> you know, I have this idea that it's up for the taking because I've already offered it in my publishing house and they said no. So up 
for the taking. Uh, I want someone to make an anthology of all the horror things that happen during a pregnancy. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Short stories. Because the fact that I cannot take spice right now, it's a drama. It's a horror story. It's a horror story. It's intolerable. And I cannot be a Nigerian wife with me not being able to tolerate spice. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. But we are here not only to talk about spice uh, and everything nice, uh, but also to talk about books, Tano. Oh my God. Like I said before, I didn't understand exactly whether you wanted me to like recommend a recipe book or like food that's mentioned in books, like fantasy books. So I just picked my own books um, where I thought that food plays a vital role for like the character or the story. What about you? What have you picked? I've picked books that... Uh, Food is central to them. Okay. So, for example, my first recommendation is uh, A Fall of Story. That it's, I, I don't know if we can consider it a retelling, but it's sort of a Romeo and Juliet story. But okay. instead of two enemy families, well, it's two enemy families, but they have uh, four restaurants that are like in front of each other in the same street. Oh, <laughs> so they're like competitors competing with the same kind of customers and the same kind of food and they do the exact same things but they are complete enemies so it's very difficult and the the children of this family fell in fall in love it's very it's a very cute like young adult novel surrounded by like food and food and i i i love a soup uh anything that has to do with soup is gonna make me happy and they have like they kept mentioning like different kind of foes so I started like looking into it and they are not difficult to make but very time consuming to make and I'm kind of excited to to give it a try I haven't dared yet I will admit it yeah because um so so what's the book's name again a full love story uh the author is lonely I think I've seen that. I've seen that. Before. I'm certain you've seen the cover because it's it was everywhere. Like it was one of those uh, book talk uh, titles also for a while. But um, I don't know if it's for you because it's a romance. Yeah, I don't know how long you're gonna keep haunting me with that. I'm uh, reading so romance, long. okay? I really like it. I just Forever. don't. There are there are some romance books that I don't like. Well, I we should just hash it out on an episode. Can we have like Rosa. oh February? Let's have a let's have a love field episode. Oh God, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I also picked a book which is also like food is a very central theme. It's called Kitchen by Banana Yashimoto, and it got printed like it was a new print um, that I saw in Waterstones. It has this lovely pink cover with all like mm-hmm. kitchen utensils and it's a wee tiny book it was published a very long time ago mm-hmm. so this is a book where this woman who's the protagonist she um is grieving her grandmom's passing and this woman i think she just starts with the book starts with her love for kitchens so she so when her yeah. grandmother passes away she just sleeps in the kitchen because that's where she feels the most comfortable and she even oh. describes the kind of kitchens we, she likes, like kitchens with peels and food everywhere or like dirty kitchens or like mess, messy or clean kitchens. She can't 
obviously you understand the kitchen which where nothing has ever been used she likes the kitchen that's been lived in this is because she's very close to food and throughout the book you see that she uses food or takes help of food to grieve over someone to make new connections with someone and it's also like quintessential japanese food like donkatsu donburi mm-hmm. um the breakfast mm. with the egg and the rice um there are lots of foods in there that you can easily make at home the i love japanese food That's and i had some of it she makes friends with like these neighbors and she moves into the house and again food always is present whether whether they whether they're eating together or the fact that she then pursues a profession in food with in food everything the food is central and her journey to recognizing that that her destiny lies with the kitchen and food echoes kitchen and the food it's all central to that plot and it's it's a really endearing book um and it's also a book about coming to terms with feelings and grief but it really shows how how central food is to our lives and not just for sustenance to, to connect with someone yeah. to make relationships to bond over something to have a good time yeah uh, so that was yeah that was a really good book and I recommend it to everyone who is a foodie they will love that book it's it's very funny um how related is the kitchen well the cooking and the food with family and with tradition as you know i lost my grandfather not so long ago and it food makes me think a lot about him and mm. it makes me remember him it's okay he was very old like yeah. we're not sad he was okay. very very old <laughs> on sundays we used to have uh, a glass of vermouth and we used to have a little t- tin with mussels with pickled mussels wow. and that was our little uh sunday treat and every time that i eat pickled mussels alone now it's it, it makes me happy because it makes me think of him and and all the times that we had together yeah. oh my god that's so cute it it's it's funny right like because we have so many memories with our grandparents and it's mostly around food like i can say the same with my grandmom like her slogging away in the kitchen or like her feeding me or like just her foods that just taste better and not as good as it like when you make it it's just not as tasty oh no 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 because then you will ask for the recipe and they will tell you like just put a little oh bit of this god. and a little bit of that measure with your oh heart. my god i could not i tried to learn from my grandmom and i, I, I had to take photos and videos because <laughs> she just couldn't tell me how much she was just like let's add some Okay, I guess that's enough. Oh, let's add a little more. Why not? And I I tried to recreate it and it was like this vegetable that like when when you cook it tastes like sweet and sour, but I couldn't get the sweet and sour at all. And it it's supposed to be like a white yeah. green, like a rich green and mine was like black almost. So I was just like I was like oh, this no, is not working. Sad. Not, I just need to go back to India and make her cook it again. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's difficult, but it's at the same time so much fun to learn from them. Um I wanted to recommend another book that it's a little bit linked to the to yours uh to the Japanese yeah. story. But it's the other way. It's the complete opposite at the same time. <laughs> it's called The Solitary Gourmet and it's by uh, Masayuki Kusumi and Jiro Taniguchi. And it's so cute because it's about these um 
middle-aged man that works in an office and every day he goes in his break to to find a little restaurant where have where he can have food and it's just that literally like he just has food in different restaurants Ooh. it's a manga so every little uh drawing of the food is like incredibly precious and you have like the ingredients it's almost scientific you could say like you have the ingredients and what the dish is and then he eats it and says like oh this is amazing because it has a balance of this and that um and that's it like it has there's no plot who is she really we yeah <laughs> it's just this man going to restaurants but it's so beautiful that you don't care you're just like passing the pages and enjoying the lovely drawings oh, wow i would love to read that that's the kind of read one should have when they just want to like you know like just peruse and just be happy looking at yeah. pictures it's just that uh but it makes me also very happy because it's this lonely man that's why it's called the solitary mm. gourmet is this lonely man who just enjoys food um and he will just go to places to enjoy his food and that's it Dude, I that's what I love about people who are really into food, like the gourmands, because um, the way they describe food. I got a bit of that when I started watching MasterChef Australia, like with the way the judges would like describe it, the juxtaposition <laughs> and the flavor cuts through this lime with this sublime cream, and I was just like, "Yep, that's that's how I that's how I'm gonna talk about food now." Every time I love something, that automatically happens, and people are like, "Oh." Thanks. How how much do you rate this now? Are you judging it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not very natural maybe, but hey, appreciation <laughs> of food. Also I'm a big foodie like I think coming to London yeah. also like even in India, I would try I will try everything. I will just try everything. London is so fun to try new yeah. things. It's so easy. Yeah. I tried uh, Ethiopian for the first time here. And I absolutely adore Ethiopian food. Dude, you gotta give me some recommendations. I feel like you know more than I do. Babes, I am food is like just my happy place. I am obsessed with it. So yeah, like come with yeah. me. I'll I'll bring you to a world of pure imagination. I think last year, last last year, maybe two of my friends and I decided to like taste all the foods from as many countries as we could, but in London. And so we just went like randomly. Nice. Like we had Swedish food. We had, um, which is meat and meat yeah, it's meat and bread. But like <laughs> it was tasty. But just yeah, I I just couldn't pronounce the names of the dishes again. But yeah, we just like tried <laughs> different. And then there's this like udon place. Um, oh my mm. god, that bar is amazing. I have yeah. Let's take each other. to different restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked also about one day about um how difficult it is to find restaurants from your area that are good in London. Because I've been to a lot of Spanish restaurants and I like to Yeah, I think we discussed that in the London episode didn't we that we should all recommend like our country's yeah. restaurants in London. Like our country's cuisine. Yeah. I think that's a fantastic idea. I think we should make a guide. We should make a guide. Let's quit the podcast and make a London yeah. guide. Yeah. Guide to restaurants in London from natives of those cuisines or something. We will Trademark. think about we think Do about the title. Our... We'll think about the title. <laughs> <laughs> If you scream trademark, they cannot steal yeah. your idea, yeah, right? Yeah, no, they can't. 
uh, that's okay. uh, written okay. law. Okay, okay. And yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> we screamed it, you can't have it. <laughs> okay. Oh, so I've God. got another one which is obviously uh, wanted something Indian to put in there. Of and course you did. I, I was just like, because spices is such an enigma even to me. I don't know how my mom can manage to put like seven to eight spices and then make like this perfect balance of flavors. Never understood oh, spices. Still don't Witchcraft. understand. So yeah, there's this book mm-hmm. and it was turned into a movie, which I did not like, by the way, but I love the book. It's called Mistress of Spices, a uh, American movie that came out. So I didn't even know about the book. I saw the movie first and then I read the book. <gasps> How dare hey, you? Movies can <laughs> tell you about books. I just didn't know it existed. Tanya, you know that uh, your bookish license has been uh, <laughs> taken Don't away right now, right? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so Mistress of Spices, and it was shortlisted for the Women's Prize. It's by this author, Chitra Devakarumi. And, oh my god, it's a fantasy book. There's this woman, she has a spices shop. She's a, how do you say, like, there's magic involved. So she helps people. Witches! Yeah, (laughs) yeah, like, witchy, isn't it? Like, but she helps people, and she, like, recommends, like, you should have this spice, and this spice will help you, like... Mm -hmm. You should have nutmeg and it'll give you a good night's sleep. And I don't know. I'm just, I don't yeah. remember which spices she recommends. I only know that nutmeg does put you to sleep. That's why I said that. I don't know if she actually mm-hmm, recommends mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, so she'll play around with these spices. And the story is amazing because she falls in love with a guy, spices. So she's a mistress of spices. And the law is that she has to be loyal to the spices and she can't fall in love with anyone else. Yeah. Oh my god, so, so sad. that's the conundrum uh, that she faces. But when whenever she describes spices or food, there's like a magical connection and the way she describes the spices and what they do. And that's true. Even in India, there's Ayurveda. And what do they use? They use spices, different yeah. plants yes. and plants and spices. So I, I really mm. like that book. It's a love story, by the way. <laughs> <gasps> oh god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love that book. I just felt like I'd never never considered spices to be like magical and she really brings out the beauty in them. And everybody thinks when you think of spices you think spicy hot food that one can't yeah. have but spices But it's act- not only that. When you say spices it actually doesn't mean spicy. It just means different types mm-hmm, of spices mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. some of them can be fragrant, some of them can like Mm-hmm. give you like a different taste that I can't even describe I don't even have words to describe but like cardamom with cashew nuts yeah with sugar gives you something magical yeah I just felt like that book that book was amazing have I ever told you my theory of witchcraft no go on okay I promise you this like it makes sense with what mm-hmm. you were saying um my theory is that actually like witches what we used to call witches mm-hmm. were not witches themselves they were doctors they were psychologists they were midwives they were people who had an an immense amount of knowledge and they used plants and they used spices and they used everything that they had in their hands because they didn't have much uh to to cure and to help people uh my wait how do i say this great-grandmother my great-grandmother was the witch of the town um of course (laughs) it makes sense (laughs) 
But she was actually that. She was the midwife. She was the person who was helping everyone else. She always said that she had uh, cheese to feed the dead worms, Ooh. which makes no sense, but makes me so happy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. That's where they, they were just knowledgeable women on the in, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. like ahead of their times. Yeah, that of course, uh, well, we're not going to get into the uh, witch hunting. But no, I 100% agree with your theory. Yeah, thank you very much. I love that theory. My my last uh, recommendation is also a romantic book because I am soft. Uh, <laughs> food and romance. That's what I'm saying. Food gives you all those nice little bubbly feelings, which are not acidity or constipation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of um, lactose, like cow milk, because he is he might be intolerant. He, I'm pointing to my son. He might be intolerant to lactose. Yeah, that's um, crazy. And I, yeah, I thought like, oh, that's not a problem. And then I realized that cheese has lactose and I cried. Oh, yeah, of course it uh, does. No. Yeah, when, when people were leaving my Diwali party, I like considered like like giving them a party favor of Gaviscon. Like, hey, thanks for coming. Here's a little Gaviscon. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Have I ever made my, my magic tea for no. you? The sleepy no. one? Well, obviously, you won't be giving me sleepy teeth. Otherwise, I won't be able to go back home if I come to yours. <laughs> I'll make it for you. Well, I'll give you some because that's my favorite party favor to give just a little bag of sleepy teeth. Oh, nice. I would, I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. But well, my last recommendation is A Cuban's Guide to Tea and Tomorrow because tea is the most important thing in the world. Uh, and it was written by Laura Tyler Naimi. And it's going to be a movie. What? Yes. Uh, starring Heartstopper Kids Connor, which is oh, one of the, the guys oh, of Heartstopper. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I love him. I absolutely <laughs> adore him. I mean, I adore everybody in Heartstopper, but that's so They're cool. so cute. Oh, what's, what? Okay. Yeah. What's, what, what's, what's the book about? Um, so it's just a little love story. It's a very simple love story of this girl that lives in California and wants to have her own bakery. Oh, that's amazing. In England, she meets this guy and, and she just changes her whole way of thinking of what she wants to do with her oh, life. Wow. It's very cute and very lovely. I, I had a blast reading it. Mm-hmm. And of course, it talks about the importance of yeah. tea, which tea can cure absolutely all illnesses and all pain. What I, I there's one thing that I love about England is that you will tell someone that you're sad, that you're mad, that you're tired, that you're whatever, and they will tell you like, oh, do you want a cuppa? Yeah, I know. Everything is like over a cup of tea, and it's yeah. the same in India. I mean, tea is just oh. like yeah. Tea, obviously, our tea is much different, and I miss that tea because my mom puts like God. ginger in it like grated ginger mm-hmm. and then she boils that and she puts loose tea tea leaves and then she like puts the tea through a sieve and then puts milk in it it's honestly the best tea and I I actually don't drink tea at all I can't drink mm-hmm. tea in India or in UK unless my mom's made it oh yeah I, I'm not a tea drinker only for the reason that I already have the best tea in the world and nobody else can make it <laughs> yeah I know what you mean uh for me that's coffee I am so spoiled with coffee that I cannot take it ever anywhere of course I have to make Miss it myself. Barista. 
Yeah. I, I forget that I don't have long hair. <laughs> coffee snob. We can call it coffee snob. Of course. I mean, with drinks, it's again different because, like, India has like a lot of drinks that are different. There's lassi, yeah. which you do get in the UK, oh. but it's not the same, guys. It's not mm-hmm. the same. It tastes, <laughs> lassi in UK Suck. tastes more like yogurt than anything else, like flavored yogurt, I would call it. But lassi in India is amazing. Um, and then there's ruabsa, which is a syrupy, like a um, concentrated thing, and it's made out of rose. Mm-hmm. So you just oh, have to yeah. add water, and I love ruabsa, and people have it during summer. It's mm. like this, yeah. It's oh, it's so sweet and so amazing. But anyway, those I no. I I feel like this episode is just making me miss home now. <laughs> because food is home. Like I, you know what I miss? So my last flat in Barcelona had a little um I don't know how to call it in English. Uh, but it, it was a little shop that they only sold wines. Okay. And they had like wines by the bottle, but they then they also had like barreled wines that you could take like a liter with a plastic bottle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ooh. It was great. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great because it was extremely cheap wine, but it was good because uh, they knew like the people from the vineyard and they had a different price and it was like just not a great wine, but a good table wine, you know? Yeah. Uh, Rosa, and I would go there. Yeah. Speaking of wines, oh sorry, I cut you off. Do you want to finish that? It's okay. No, 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 no. Speaking of wines, Rosa. Speaking of wines, I got given this bottle. Well, or somebody left it, and I just decided to drink it. <laughs> and I feel like it's it's Spanish. So can you give your I, verdict I feel, on this wine, please? I feel like it's Spanish. <laughs> what no, do no, you mean? Not feel. I'm pretty sure it's Spanish. Sangre de Toro, Alma de España. So it's definitely Spanish. I want to show you. I want to show you. Where is it from? It just says Sangre de Toro, Alma de España. I don't know where to see where it's from. Oh, oh, oh my God! Cat, good one, good one, baby. Oh, the nomination Oh. Okay. What do do? Have you heard of this wine before? Have you had it? No, but I'll investigate and I'll let you Please know about let it. let me know. It's a red fruit aroma with a spicy note. Warm and delicate. Ooh. <laughs> I love wine. God, I miss wine. God, let me drink. We've got, a, we've got a countdown app. We've entered it. Yesterday was 102 days. Today is 101 days. Tomorrow it'll be 100 Ooh-oh. days to go before Rosa can get shit-faced. <laughs> God, Rosa is very excited. Rosa is very excited. Please let me have a glass of wine. Oh, you know, you know, they gave me a bottle of a, what was it? Oh, an incredible bottle of whiskey when baby was born. And my parents and kids and people like just coming to visit. Finished they it. finished it? No way. No I am way. extremely furious about this. And it. I've already been told, I've already been told that I'm going to get a full bottle for myself alone as soon they as better. I'm able to drink. They and I, I will hide that bottle. Yeah. I will. Oh my God. No way. No Thank way. You. I would Thank be you. so angry. Thank also, I feel like alcohol rich. is another like special regional thing. I mean, obviously for non-alcoholics or for people who've had too much alcohol, this is 
you know, not that appetizing. But obviously in India, I never like drank too much, especially my family yeah. doesn't drink at all. But when I first started pairing up wine with food or like different drinks mm. with food, that's like another level unlocked, you know. Mm-hmm, There's just mm-hmm. different things that you do with different flavors and things that accompany different palettes. I just find it fascinating that I that my yes. mind can be still even at this age when I feel like I've eaten everything my mind can still be blown away by different pairings of foods that I've had over years and I didn't even think of like pairing them. Yeah, it makes me so happy. It well food makes me okay, so happy. Okay, tell me tell me the craziest like combination of food that you've um that you've made yourself to eat like a snack or a meal. Okay, no judging. No judging. No, it can be as crazy. Like, no it judging. Can be very crazy. Surprisingly, bread with Nutella and sardines is quite nice. Sardines. Yeah. With Nutella. Yeah. And bread. Mhm. Wow, stunning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got I also have bread. This was like my midnight raid to the fridge when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So bread with peanuts um with uh what do you call them the flakes chili flakes Ooh, and cheese i'm already happy Ooh, what a messy sandwich i know i know it was amazing it had the crunch it had everything because it's not peanut butter it's peanuts just like peanuts, peanuts. full on peanuts because you know i couldn't find anything else in the fridge that day so <laughs> <laughs> And it became a staple. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Um, so yes, food does make a joy, makes us joyous. Which I I would like to like give my third recommendation, which is Norwegian Wood by Murakami. You said this. You told me on the phone, and I said Norwegian Wood food, and I couldn't remember. Yeah, I mean, this is a book I read a long, long time ago, so even I can't remember what what really stood out. was the character Midori and i think it's because of food and even with like yeah. all the three like four characters in the book she's the one like food brings out her characterization the fact that yeah. the fact that she loves to cook the fact that she like all the all oh, oh by the way i googled it and like there's so many recipes from norwegian wood that people have cooked and posted online Really? Yeah, I like the rice balls that. and the, mm. like the soup. Everything is posted online. So if if you guys love Norwegian wood, you can like, you can actually go online and cook those recipes. So I Amazing. I really loved. First of all, that book is epic. Even though I don't remember half of it, but Midori <laughs> was like a special character, right? Like she was the one who yeah. represented life and joy. She was the one who was. you know love and and it all i think that's why it was the and it's the food that kind of brings out those characteristics mm-hmm. and i just i was i was really struggling to find my third recommendation but then i just thought like food really defined her as a character yeah. and then there are the other characters which are like messy and there's somebody who's you know pining after her ex and someone who's mm-hmm. uh wanting that person it's like a whole triangle um but midori yeah. even though she is in love with that person uh she has love for food 
And yeah, I did. I felt like that she was sort of like that. Like that's how she stood out with all those other characters in the book, or at least I remember that to be the case. Hey, let's let's just remember it how we want to remember. Yeah. It. <laughs> I yeah, I did think of that because I was like, what if I read the book again, and then I f- I feel like whatever I've built her up as in my head will like will not be the case, so I didn't read the book again. <laughs> You know we should do we should do an episode on rereadings. No, really? Yeah. Dude, I've been yeah. I've been uh, I've adopted this motto life is too short don't reread. I know some people love rereading <gasps> and I totally stand by that like yes please do reread and I sometimes get into that nostalgic mood where I want to read a book again mm-hmm. but then I'm like look at my body TBR. True that. Gosh, like I'm not gonna live long enough to finish my TBR. That's a fact. That's just a fact. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to, we have to accept that we will not read all the books that we have. We will not read mm-hmm. all the books that we want to read, and it's sad. Yeah, but it's a reality. But it's, and it's also a reality what keeps us reading like voraciously, because like we're like, oh my god. I need to before I die as many as I can. Run. Give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've just like stopped picking up the books I've already read, even though I do love them. I used to read. Okay. Yeah, I used to read like books, like just keep rereading them. But I can't. Like I just have this sense of fear now that I'll miss out. I'll miss out on something else. Oh my God, Taru, you're so dramatic. <laughs> I've thought about this, dude. It was I've been following that rule for ages now. I haven't read that in like bloody ages. Oh my God. Um. Well, dear listeners, uh, tell us what is your favorite food and tell us. Do you reread? Is rereading important? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think majority of them will say yes. But <laughs> are you um, are you team Taru and a monster or are you? <laughs> Or are you right? Uh, I'm a realistic <laughs> human, Rosa. Why would she? Why would she call me a monster? I don't know. Being dramatic is my jam. <laughs> yeah. So what are you gonna cook tonight? Um, I actually am hoping that Kins will cook mm-hmm. because I do not feel like doing it yeah. after being all day with Leo. Yeah. Um, so. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. And I just had a little bit of peanut butter and bread because I was starving. I know my foodie days are gone. Yeah. I know it's very sad, but I'm excited for when he's a little bit older and I can really like teach him about food. That and that will be fun. That is going to be a lot of fun, Rosa, because my younger brother, yeah. I had so much fun introducing him to new foods. And and he was mm-hmm. he was a little monster. He was the monster because he'd be like, oh no, I only like cottage cheese. And for like ages he wouldn't try. And then I think finally I think I got through to him. Now he tries all foods. Now he like experiments. Nice. And it was so much fun like watching him eat chicken for the first time or watching him like have a burger for the first time. Those are like good like. Just like the fact that they don't want to eat it, then they eat it and they want more of it. That expression yeah. is gold. You're gonna have a lot of fun with Leo. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's gonna be great. What about you? What are you having for dinner? Um, I don't know. I might have some quinoa, but the the Bali stuff that my mom sent me, and it's snack food. It's not actual dinner, by the way. Don't judge me, but it's still there. 
so every day I eat some. I have, like, I have chakli and I have bhakarwadi left, and you can Google that if you want to. <laughs> but it's, um, it's snack food and it's really good. Look, we have to do things that make us happy, and uh, food is so connected to our home and to our tradition and to our family. Yeah. Um, whatever kind of family you have, like food will always be connected to it. Yeah. Uh, so let's enjoy it, even if it's a snack, even if it's a drink, even if it's whatever. Just have a sip, have a bite, mm. remember and. And remember the good things. Yeah, I'm and having it's, it's Spanish beautiful. wine with Indian Diwali snack food. <laughs> love it. It's all love at the end of the day. Yeah. It's all love. It's all good. Oh, t- okay. So I feel like we've spoken about our home, like how home foods a lot. But what about like UK? What is like a British, you know, like they're not, I don't think it's known for its cuisine. Come on. But if there's something you must have loved or you must have like the wildest British thing you've had. No, Come no. On. I, I, there's no wildest thing. Like I'm okay with everything. English breakfast. <gasps> English breakfast oh, is my yes. jam. And I love, I love going to a greasy spoon. I love yes. a greasy spoon. And I love that they're all owned by immigrants because it's quintessential <laughs> British experience. Yes. Oh, can I just tell English you breakfast. that when I was in uni, I was so skinned that I survived on baked beans for four days. And after that, oh my God. I, I still can't eat baked beans. So it's been it's I mean, been a long time that yeah. I've had baked beans. So every time I have English breakfast, I just tell them, can you like skip baked beans, please? And they just look at me like, like like some glitch in the matrix they just stare at me for a while and they're like oh yeah okay <laughs> you are kind of a glitch in the matrix but you are my glitch in the <laughs> matrix oh my god <laughs> okay i love i mean there are a lot of like british foods i love but i think my first, most favorite is a pie in a pub oh god yes. and the best one i've had is in bar in a pub called raven and Raven's known for its pies. So if you have, ever happen to be in Bath, go to Raven. Shout out. Yes. And it's it's like an old pub. It's been there for fucking decades or something. But they have the best pies. And I'm not just talking about your classic steak and ale. They really have experimental lovely the pies there. They have game food, basically. Game meat. So you can... Ah, game. Yeah, sorry. Not game food. Game meat. Still, still getting yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I love pies. I have the, and then I love apple crumble pie. Or apple crumble, nice. just apple crumble. Nice. That's also right. I, I love that they cook everything with butter. Mm. <sighs> the most controversial nice. opinion, like unpopular opinion, I have is I do not see the point of Yorkshire pudding. People are going to no, kill me. No, no. Are gonna, my friends are going to kill me when they listen to me. We're going to get hate mail after this. <laughs> you don't have Yorkshire pudding? What? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, I think that um, deportation, like, a reason. <laughs> they, they have it, like, whenever they're sending you the letters, they're like, oh, yeah, you're not accepted in the UK because you don't like your chip pudding. <laughs> Bye. I would love being invited for Christmas this year. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay well 
all that is to say is that there are foods you don't like that others love and then foods that you really die for and then there are weird foods that nobody gets but you're really into them but, but at the end of the day it's just food and food is amazing and food is so important for us and for for feeding yourself and for feeding your soul mm. so just enjoy eat a bite uh tell us what you're eating Uh, and tell us your favorite books about food. Rosa, we should have a content warning for this episode where we ask them to have a plate of food in front of them and they listen to this. <laughs> like you that's will get hungry. That's super cute. <laughs> oh, oh, that's very adorable. Okay, I'm game. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you so much for listening to us. Just a call out to all the authors, publicists there. If you We really want to speak to more authors. We had fun doing that. If you want to get in touch with mm-hmm. us, please look into the description. Our email, our Twitter is right there. And thank you, Rosa, for speaking to me, even though you were so yeah. busy with you. I know. My hands are tired. I know. I am so tired. And as per usual, please uh, like our comment, like our posts, uh, subscribe. Tell us what you think about our podcast and give us five stars and tell us that we are lovely people and you cannot wait to have a beer with us. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to be drinking okay. on a on a podcast episode. We're going to be drinking. Doing, we're going to be drinking. Rosa needs to get shit faced. <laughs> All right, everyone. Bye-bye. Toodles. Bye.